You're listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. We play the best Sega music 24-7 and this is a very special edition of the Sega Lounge. This is episode number 2 of season 3, but it's also airing on uh, the date of Sonic's 25th birthday. So, happy birthday Sonic! I'm KC and I'm here with a, a panel of awesome people, uh, awesome community talents. Uh, and so, let me introduce you to them all. First, let's go uh, in alphabetical order. It's easier that way. So, first up, we have a winner with you. Hello. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back again. Always is. Great to have you on the show. Then we have the magnificent Kopke. Hello, everyone. Nice to meet you here. Awesome. I thought we didn't have Kopke, but we still do. <laughs> awesome. And finally, we have Steven. Hello, Steven. Oh, hello. Hey, you know how old I am? I'm exactly as old as Sonic the Hedgehog. 80! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, I'm awesome, Steven. Awesome. Um, I'm a co-host of the um, Overclocked podcast, which is the official podcast of Overclocked Remix. And I like Sonic, so I got to come to this show. Awesome. This is a first for you. Uh, we with you and Kopke uh, usually join us for our memories episodes, mm-hmm. but Steven, you're you're a newcomer to to this this kind of episodes of the Sega Lounge, so welcome, and I hope you enjoy, uh, and I hope we don't freak you out because that's what we do when we do Sega. Well, try me. <laughs> I'm ready. Awesome. Nothing so, can prepare you for madness. Nothing. 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 <laughs> Not even we are prepared for this. So yeah, as I said, this is a a memories episode of the Sega Lounge. Uh, We usually do this from time to time. And I thought uh, since uh, the birthday 25th anniversary of Sonic was on a Thursday, this is our usual slot for the Sega Lounge, even though we're not uh, technically uh, airing season three yet. This is our second episode, but it's it's been uh, a couple of special episodes. But uh, since we had that slot free... I thought, why not record a Memories of Sonic episode? This is pre-recorded, as I said, but you can join us, uh, or at least the guys that are listening to, to the show. Uh, maybe we will drop by the IRC or Discord as well, so join us by going to radiose.ga forward slash IRC. That's the IRC link. Or radiose.ga forward slash Discord. That's also something you can use to connect to other people who are listening to Radio Sega right now. So we have um, Memories of Sonic, we have Sonic Music, and we'll be talking about our favorite moments and our least favorite moments as well from the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. So I thought, uh, as, as a starting point, uh, we should all talk about um, our, our first uh, contact with, with the Sonic franchise. So who wants to go first? 
Let's let's go with Steven. He's a newcomer, so wanna go first, okay. Steven? Yes, let's believe a newcomer. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's do it. Um okay, so I, I actually talked about this on Twitter a little bit. I, I think I was actually chatting with uh, you guys about this anyway. Um, but for those of the, you who weren't already following me, um, the first time I ever experienced any Sonic the Hedgehog game whatsoever um, was, it was probably at a Best Buy or some electronics store, um, and I was shopping for my brother Brian, who happens to be the co-host of the Overclock Podcast. Um, and back then, oh, I guess he was probably three years old, um, and I was six, so I was with my mom, and it was his birthday. And so we're, you know, browsing the aisles looking for something that would be good, and she pointed out Sonic CD for the PC. And, um, of course, now I know that that's actually my favorite Sonic game. Um, so that was fortuitous. But at the time, I looked at the back of the CD case, and it showed all of these complex pipes and, like, pinball devices, and it looked extremely <laughs> complicated and intimidating. And I'm like, nah, this is way too hard. Brian is not going to be able to this game. This is a terrible idea. So I, I basically tried to sabotage the best Sonic game for my poor and innocent brother. Um, of course, then she ignored me and bought it anyway. It quickly became our favorite game, and that's what started the Sonic the Hedgehog madness for the both of us. That's interesting. So your first game was Sonic City on the PC. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. right. Awesome, awesome. And so we later have that, that city that city version. The one on PC. Yeah. 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 That's and you know, don't we? We we later discovered that putting it in a CD player revealed the entire Japanese soundtrack and we had no clue what that was. It freaked us way out. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, the, that's actually really good. Yeah, I'm trying to this afternoon, thanks to you. Oh, that's awesome. So the, the PC version of uh, the Sonic CD, the, the US Sonic CD game, mm -hmm. had the Japanese soundtrack within the CD? It, it had it apparently somewhere on the CD. In the main game, of course, it just played the, um, you know, the Western soundtrack. There was none of the, you know, uh, Japanese version to be found. It was all Spencer Nelson. Um, but yeah, it, w it was on there somewhere. Yeah, awesome. Spencer Nielsen, who, by the way, will probably have in a future episode of the Sega Lounge. Spoilers. That's exciting. Spoilers. He's really cool. Spoilers, but probably. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's interesting. That's that's not a, a, a very usual story uh, of, of people's first contact with, yeah. with Sonic the Hedgehog. I feel like most people start with the... Um, Uh, I don't know, probably Sonic 2 was a big jumping off point, so it's Sonic yeah. 1. But mm -hmm. yeah, I went straight to Sonic CD because I'm weird like that. And that, then there's a, a huge generation gap in which people uh, started with Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on the GameCube. Uh, uh, that was, to be honest, that's when the madness truly started. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of had two introductions. but yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, next up, a win with you. How about you? Ooh, well, this is a fairly long one because uh, there are actually multiple sort of going on a multiple tiered story. Like different, uh -huh. happened different times. So I think it started uh, on the day I went to Pixie Market with um, my mum and my granddad, who drove us there. Uh, we sort of wandered about, and uh, while we were there, we sort of passed a stall and uh, with a TV showing the title screen to a some game called Sonic the Hedgehog. No idea what that was, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's a weird name. No, I, 
you never really actually sort of registered much of anything. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, we just sort of passed that. And I think a few, probably might have been a few months later, they played an advert for it um, on TV. Uh, but uh, those of you who actually sort of saw my Memories of Sega article about uh, my favourite Sega ads, uh, I put up a video uh, high tech, sort of highlighting a lot of my favourite, uh, or a lot of the uh, classic UK commercials. And that particular advert was on one of the, was one of the ones that I showed on that. I thought, oh, okay, so that looks kind of cool. But, you know, I still wasn't really wholly into the whole video game thing at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, it, I might have had a passing interest in it, but that was it. But then, another day, uh, I think probably might have been another few months later, uh, when I was at my childminder's house, uh, we sort of went around one of the kids, one of the other kids' um, houses, which was just around the corner from um, where we were, and uh, yeah, he had a Mega Drive, and uh, he sort of put Sonic the Hedgehog on and, and uh, that's when I actually got to see it for the first time and I thought oh my god this is amazing and the uh, I mean more than anything it was actually the music I mean sort of the Green Hill Zone theme was just you know, it was just something really amazing which I never heard quite anything quite like it before and I just thought oh my god this is so good I, <laughs> I must have I must have this game it's so, one of those um, games sometimes you just had to hear it and see it and then that was the magical moment. Um, but good on you for recognizing the music right away. To be honest, I just kind of ignored the music for years and just focused on the game. I, too, enjoyed the music very much, though. Uh, I remember uh, really getting amazed by the, the quality of the music at that time. I don't think people and kids today uh, realize the difference between Sonic the Hedgehog and whatever else we had in terms of games at the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's the same magic nowadays for people, you know, playing the, the modern games. Even though the music's great still, it's not just not the same. Yeah, but the closest I've really got is the classic levels in Sonic Generations. Yeah. yeah. So cool. So uh, uh, I think we, we have Kopke next, right? Right. For real, so- it's time. My, my story was like, I was already into Sega Genesis before Sonic, and I, I really enjoyed those games, but it still was this uh, kind of neighborhood uh, competition between you guys starting to Nintendo and you guys starting to Sega. Yep. And luckily for me, my, my father was uh, was uh, traveling a lot by the time when I was a kid, so he always came back with a lot of uh, Sega Genesis games. And, and I started uh, reading video game magazines as I got into it. And uh, one of them was GamePro and Electronic Game Monthly. So I started uh, reading those and reviews. I was, and, and I was looking into those reviews and, and seeing that uh, and Sega was like pushing for something else this time. And it was Sonic the Hedgehog. So I was still getting into it. And then I had uh, a, a travel with my father to Texas, to San Antonio. And he was buying uh, machinery for uh, one of his. Um, he had a company that made construction, and he was buying machinery in Texas. So I had trouble with him, and I went to the store, and Sonic the Hedgehog was in, in, in television at that store, 
and I started playing it. And I was like, okay, I need to buy this. And he was like, okay, that's cool because uh, I'm giving you here like a hundred dollars. I'm not gonna be able to tempt you uh, for the next uh, four, six hours in this, and, and we'll see you in like you know four hours. I was like, okay, cool. You go do your stuff. Uh, I'll be <laughs> okay, cool. No stuff. problem. I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> okay, cool. You go ahead. I'll see you that's later. That's a fair deal. And <laughs> Yeah, you got a deal. You, you got me. You got me money, and that's that's fine. So I obviously bought that game, and I also bought. I think it was uh, Streets of Rage. Now Streets, the first of Streets of Rage. I didn't have okay. it. It wasn't nice. it wasn't out at that time. So I bought Sonic, and I bought this, the first Streets of Rage. And I came back to to Mexico, and I was uh, watching all these uh, covers between Mario, Punk, and Sonic uh, fighting each other to death on the magazines, I was like, okay, this might be big. So I started playing the game, I really loved the, I mean, the, the whole soundtrack, the whole levels, everything was fast, it actually made Mario look plain, and by the, by the, mo by the most fast by, all of the kids in my school were like, okay, yeah, you know, the Sonic is really cool, but the plumber looks fat, he doesn't look cool, and you know, the Mario is fun, but it doesn't look as cool as this guy, and you know, the other kids were getting into Sega Genesis because of this, and, and it was really a good game. I think the thing that um, really made the things go wild was when Sonic 2 came out. Sonic 2 was really a huge thing between us kids. Like, I remember going to my school, and uh, my father actually bought me the, the Sonic 2 game the day of the launch. So, I, I, had, I was playing Sonic 2 two days before launching. No, a, a day before launching. Because my father returned on the 25th of November to Mexico, so I was in my school. I was like, "Guess what, guys? I just got Sonic 2." And they were like, "Nah, you're kidding! You're just lying to all of us just to make yourself popular." So I took the game out of my backpack, and everybody was like, "Oh, that is." And I remember, the, no one's gonna be able to top the coolness of that story. Exactly. <laughs> no, we should just keep up right now. <laughs> and I remember I was such a freak with that game because like everybody wanted to play that and nobody was able to get it in Mexico and because it wasn't out here yet so and, and most of the Sega Genesis games came out via black market like you couldn't get like the cool games at regular stores you, you know all, all the regular stores had those lame games like uh, Sword of Vermilion and stuff like that like they didn't have like Teenage Mutant Turtles and stuff like that and so everybody was like ah I, I will lend you 10 of my games, just please let me play Sonic 2, and I was, I remember I was such a freak with that, like, okay, just let me, let me 10 games and I will allow you to. And there's going to be interest on this loan. <laughs> yeah. I, I know somewhere on the internet right now, people are listening to this, and there's one sort of Vermilion fan saying, but that's an awesome game, screw you, Cupcake. I know, I know, but... Yeah, I, you know, I, I know Vermilion has its thing. You, I, I started to value a little bit that game in like when I was like twenties or something. But the thing is, by the time you were a kid, you didn't want to play those games. You wanted to play Sonic. You wanted to play Streets of Rage. You wanted to play Space Harrier. You wanted to play Alter Beast, but not Vermilion. And Vermilion was in every store. It became the most hated Sega Genesis <laughs> game in Mexico because it was like everywhere. It's like. It was like that Simpsons episode when uh, when March got uh, barred this game, uh, Matt Carvalho Golf. 
Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was exactly like that. It's like, hey, kid, have Vermilion. And everyone else was like, ah, Vermilion. Please don't do that. Yeah. The ball Sorry, is Vermilion. in parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> monster is in dungeon. <laughs> Will you attack the monster? You have selected. No. no. <laughs> Sorry, Vermilion. Exactly. exactly. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I don't think I can top that story, so I'm just gonna uh, quickly talk about. I, I I think I've mentioned this several times on air, but um, my, my the first game that I uh, own, uh, I my my father bought bought it to me, but you know I owned that game uh, was Sonic One on the the Mega Drive or Genesis, and so I've I had played several other games in the past. Uh, in friends' houses and everything, but uh, Sonic just blew me away. Christmas 1991, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and it was so fast and so colorful. The music was awesome, and I, my parents uh, got divorced when I was a kid, so uh, I only got to go to my father's house uh, every two weeks on weekends, and so that's where where I had my Mega Drive with my Sonic, game. and so. <laughs> Uh, what what I had to do to in order to uh, remember Sonic was to write down everything. Uh, when I got home, when I got to my mother's home, I wrote down everything I remembered about the game. I drew all the levels, uh, and that's how I, I kept my interest going for Sonic when I was not with my console, with my, my game. But uh, but yeah, that's that's my the first true uh, gaming memory that I have. Is playing Sonic One on the Mega Drive. Uh, as that's a really think, cool story. Yeah, I think all of all of us agree that Sonic changed the game for you know for the industry for platformers in general. Uh, but the the things that did with Sonic One were amazing at the time. And uh, I remember going to stores and just watching. Uh, Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, whatever Sonic games they were playing on their TVs, on the, you know, on uh, electronic shops or gaming stores. Everyone was, was gathering around the TVs and watching and someone was playing and everyone was just, whoa, what's this? So I think... The, I used the whole, to do that in my local Dixons. Yeah. Good time. I think that the whole Sonic franchise at the time was a game changer, so it's... It's mm-hmm. really nice that we're here to celebrate 25, 25 years of, of Sonic the Hedgehog. With all the ups and downs. You know. Yeah, that's what makes it fun, though. It's metaphorical. There are the loop-de-loops in <laughs> <Exactly>. Sonic levels. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think, I think that's it. This is our high point of this recording, just this metaphor. So I think we'll call it a day and bye-bye. See you next week, people. See you next week, exactly. But just with the Sonic the Hedgehog series, the show also has low points, so we can't quit yet. (laughs) Exactly. So we'll we'll just take a quick uh, music break here. Um, It's so... I, who am I going to go with first? I think I, I'm going to go with in, in alphabetical order as well. So we'll, we're going to play two of Arena Rizu's picks. I've asked you all to pick a classic track and a modern track. And so we're going to play Arena Rizu's first. Uh, he picked a Lava Reef Act 1 from Sonic & Knuckles. Great track. And for his modern track, 
we have at dawn oh awesome from sonic adventure one so we'll Very play right we'll be playing now. these two tracks right now don't forget to you know just uh, enjoy the tracks and come back for more memories of sonic on the Sega Lounge. Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat.
welcome back to the Sega Lounge. I can't remember the name of the show. Ah, I'm so professional. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> welcome back. We just heard uh, there at dawn from Sonic Adventure 1, and the first track was Level Reef Act 1 from Sonic and Knuckles, as requested by A Winner With You. And I have to say, A Winner With You, awesome tracks. Any particular reason behind these two uh, requests? Uh, no, they're just tracks I really loved. I mean, I remember hearing Lava Reef track before the you know the Sonic and Knuckles even came out because it was actually on the sound test for um, on the level selecting Sonic Three. Now had all the Sonic and Knuckles tracks in there as well. So I remember hearing that and thought, oh wow, that's really good. And yeah, At Dawn is just a track I really love. Um, I've always loved, and I think they're a very underrated track. I mean, like I say, and no no one's really sort of mentions it in the same light as sort of all the other really big Sonic tracks out there and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just one that really stuck with me all, over the years so people yeah. usually go for the, the rock rock sounding tracks or the you know the most upbeat tracks so, oh, yeah. Yeah, and those are all really good too but yeah. like I say at dawn it's just a big favourite of mine it's Bo- a both of those one. tracks they, both of those tracks that you brought I feel like are strangely emotional they have a, a sort of tone that you wouldn't necessarily expect expect from a Sonic game. At least not the ones that are super popular, kind of like Casey said. Yeah, definitely. So we'll have more music coming up, but first, let's talk about our best moments, our favorite Sonic memories, and maybe our favorite games. So who wants to go first this time? I think we'll go with Kopke this time. Okay. Uh, well, my favorite moment was definitely uh, the the part of the Dabek robot in Sonic 2. I wasn't expecting that, or even having like kind of that uh, narrative, like probably trying to know, remember. I, yeah, I was, I was like, I was like expecting like level after level, and then it was, but you know that that kind of epic battle, like going on to the space, like boarding this big ship, and then getting mm. onto at that uh, that star kind of level, and then. That big giant robot that was kind of epic for me, and also the music at the end. After part, it stuck to my memory from the on. It was like a like a really hype moment. It was like okay, but like the Furiani finally held against the giant evil human technology. They are claiming their freedom and stuff. And the other moment just, was just seeing the Earth at the distance, the, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That yeah, was epic. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. And he came falling and then transforming into supersonic and then jumping off from the tornado. Actually, the tornado was a big surprise for me. I wasn't expecting, like, Tails. Yeah. Tails was a pilot. I flying in kind of a... That point. Yeah, it was a he get that license or even, like, learn to fly this thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, amazing. He's a certified pilot. Who knew? And it was, uh, it was sort of nice. Yeah, it's kind of nice to see Tail save you, after all. Yeah. So that, that's that's really an awesome, yeah. an awesome. you did to him in that game because it was <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, I, I really like that one. Uh, the other one was when Chaos came out in Sonic Adventure. The time, all this the story that kind of happened like an RPG, and the part with uh, Chaos comes out like that battle became really epic. I wasn't expecting like mm-hmm. that big monster coming out from the water and you know having supersonic instead of like gathering all the Chaos Emeralds from uh, special stages, you actually got them on in-level stuff 
and then having that kind of battle was kind of cool. Like, uh, the other moment was when he transforms into Supersonic, like, that way for the first time. Like, having this uh, mm -hmm. Sajajin Goku style of transformation, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. You know. Chaos Emerald Z. Uh, yeah, so those are awesome moments, awesome memories. Uh, by the way, your favorite game, Copy. If you had to pick just one, game. one Sonic game. Man, that is hard. I think I would go with uh, Sonic 2. Okay. It's a yeah. very special moment. Okay, awesome. Are we with you? Well, I think probably my fa probably my favorite moment of all time was when I... Uh, it was uh, shortly after release of Sonic 2, and um, I sort of opened up the... Uh, sort of looked in... was in a newsagent's, uh, saw a copy of Mega Magazine, which was a magazine which devoted itself entirely to the Mega Drive. It's a good magazine, that, actually. I uh, did enjoy reading that. But, uh, yeah, I had a quick look at it, and in the tips page, or, well, actually, on the front of the cover, they had this thing called Yellow Sonic, and uh, underneath it said, shh, we've just busted Sonic 2's biggest secret. So I thought, oh, wow, what's that going to be? So, uh, of course, it was uh, the uh, reveal of Super Sonic after getting all the Chaos Emeralds, you know, then collecting 50 rings, you became super. You became supersonic. It's like, oh wow, that is amazing. I certainly seem to be saying that a lot. This <laughs> thing, but yeah, <laughs> I, just, I was just thought, oh wow, that, I really can't. They really did that. That's awesome. I, unfortunately, of course, I only had the Master System at the time, so there's no way I was ever going to get to see Supersonic for some time. But still, I just thought. Going that extra mile for um, actually getting all the chaos emeralds—that was amazing. Really great moment. Uh, like tangible, emotional, and like just rewarding reward for doing a lot of hard work. Because I mean, in almost every game, I can never get all seven chaos emeralds. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, I usually give up at some point. Um, but Very hard to do in two. I, I remember going like into like the debug menus for uh, the Genesis slash Mega Drive games. And it's just saying, I just want to see what it's like. <laughs> I just want to see what Supersonic's like. I never actually did the work, but it's an amazing <laughs> reward. What I did with my brother was like, hey, you take Tails and you go dive yeah. against the bosses for like yeah. all the credit. We did and that you get all the extra rings when, when I found the special stages. I did that that's, that's my friends as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I just had to play as Sonic only. Because Sonic alone. Because Tails just messes up all your effort in, in special stages. At least after, I don't know, maybe at the third Emerald and up, it's really hard to do it if Tails is controlled by the CPU. Really, yeah. really hard. A minute of silence for all those uh, player twos that sacrifice for us. Yes, that will forever live on our hearts. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I think... Mm -hmm. Also, um, I think both Sonic at Knuckles and uh, Sonic Adventure 2 as well, the final bosses in both those games. Um, I mean, obviously, Sonic and Knuckles, you had like the end of a death egg zone where you had to, to fight that sort of monster, not monster, that sort of invention of Dr. Eggman that just where had all the shields and you had to bounce all the um, mines he dropped on swim. That was cool in itself. But then you defeated that, then you uh, suddenly. And then he sort of ran into a giant robot. The final boss theme starts playing, and uh, then you just got this huge robot coming at you, and you've got got to sort of destroy its fingers. Yeah. But when that goes down, you sort of, then he sort of starts chasing you, and the <laughs> ground sort of collapsing. So you have to keep moving. 
and you sort of have to then sort of bounce over these, hit him on the nose, hit his neck on the nose, then sort of jump on the uh, at his cannon, then try and avoid that, which is really difficult. And then once that is finally down, Eggman makes a final desperate escape with the, cape with the Master Emerald, and you just have to keep hitting him. That was a, that was just really cool at the time. Then, if you had all the Chaos Emeralds, you had the Doomsday Zone, and you were actually playing Supersonic in an actual final boss battle. I was like, it's like yeah. a delicious layer cake that could easily kill you at any moment. <laughs> it's a very deadly layer cake. It's such a good one. Yeah, I'm just, again, that was also the first time we'd ever see Supersonic in the final boss fight as well, which was yeah. just... Mm-hmm. Something I'd never seen before, and you know, it was just a really great way of finishing off a Mega Drive series as well. Then yeah. we had like Sonic Adventure 2, which, um, of course, we, of course, again, is another Super Sonic fight, but this time, of course, Shadow made his debut in this game, and mm-hmm. then we see, we see him not only is Sonic going super, but Shadow as well. That was cool in itself. But then we just have Live and Learn start playing, and you're floating in space. And you just have to try to dodge all these sort of lasers and the sort of attack the final hazards, weak points. And I was like, and of course you've got all the other characters sort of cheering you on, give, sort of giving you encouraging words. And it's just like, oh wow, uh, I, I just loved that fight so much. It was just epic, epic yeah. stuff. And yeah, again, like I say, it was just live and learn that made that fight as special as it was for me. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. But, that was Very a real jaw dropper. Set the tone of the drama that the whole Sonic the Hedgehog series was embracing at that time, and you know they did it for a yeah. good, you know, four games in a row. I feel like they kept up that trend of, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, Shadow the Hedgehog, um, some late '80s sounding rock music, probably from Crush Forty. Like that was that's that's a very warm and nostalgic time to me. Yeah, and it yeah. also kind of. Um, said a lot about Shadow's Redemption as well I'm um, pretty much a whole fight you know considering he's been been like the bad guy for all the time and you know he's still not entire, still doesn't really want to help humanity at first but then Amy convinces him otherwise and he just think yeah then sort of when we get to a bio lizard and Shadow's all I'll handle this don't worry let me do this and uh, you're just certainly fighting against a bio lizard and then finally you know Super Sonic and Super Shadow teaming up and defeating the final boss and then Shadow's ultimate sacrifice and you know think yeah that was very special Sayonara very special Shadow the Hedgehog also uh, also from that game I remember it was really hard to get all the S-Ranks to finally unlock the mm-hmm. Zone. A-Ranks yeah, at the time really... I think yeah, they were A-Ranks we didn't have, have uh, S-Ranks at the time and it was really yeah. hard yeah no I never did it <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I don't want to cut you off, but my uh, mo- my fondest memory of all memories with Sonic the Hedgehog um, was the day that my brother Brian and I got all 180 emblems in Sonic Adventure 2, which That's included getting all A ranks for all missions on all levels. That's and just plain crazy. For years, well, before we can truly understand the significance of this, one must first understand that Sonic Adventure 2 was the game for us. Sonic CD might have been our first Sonic game, but this is the first one we really, really cared about. It developed our taste for music in a huge way. It was our first soundtrack that we ordered specifically. Um, and uh, we chipped away at those A ranks 
literally for years it was always we'd always go back to that game always say can we get you know all the rings fast enough on this level can we do every single thing you need to do with the chow which is really sometimes confusing and difficult and that day when we're like this is achievable this is something we can truly do we like knocked out the last 20 emblems in a week and plowed through it and finally did it and it was the most satisfying thing it was super fun again you're crazy oh we were (laughs) (laughs) i will not argue that (laughs) and do you guys know what the reward uh, was in that game for getting all 180 emblems yeah, it was like a green, yeah. uh, a green creation of a green hill zone, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. 3D. Exactly. I, I never got neat. them. I mean, it was no Sonic Generations. It felt a little, um, let's say, uh, shoehorned in. It wasn't the best level, but whatever. It was pretty. It was a neat, nifty, uh, you know, little achievement for what you've done. It was really yeah. rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. Like having that nostalgia moment. And you know, to this day, a lot of my online handles. Um, our emblem 180, just because that had been the goal for so long. <laughs> I think you should have that on your resume. <laughs> You're right. Man. Your, your employer. So you want to work at, at our company? Yeah. So let's see. Biggest achievement: getting 180 emblems at Sonic Adventure 2. You're hired. And the company went, about Whoa! Me. This guy takes the task mm. seriously. This guy can do anything we want because he's crazy. (laughs) We can give him any meaningless, mindless task. It may take him 70 hours, but he will do it. (laughs) That's an inspiring story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, you didn't say what our favorite Sonic ones games ever were. Yeah, yeah, both of you. So I I take it Sonic Adventure 2 is a favorite for Steven? In my heart, it is my favorite. I'm under no illusion that it is actually the best. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to say what I think the overall best Sonic game is, I think it's Sonic CD. Okay. It doesn't well, have I'd to be the my... best. Just can just be your favorite. You can like I don't know I'm Sonic on, Labyrinth. I'm split first. it between you because Sonic CD is the one I enjoy playing the most. Sonic Adventure 2, I have the fondest memories with. Cool, cool. Uh. I shall. I'm going to cheat a little bit and say two because it is sort of technically one game. But for me, it's Sonic Three and Knuckles. It just felt the most complete of a lot of them. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people aren't big, aren't, aren't fans of like how much bigger the levels are and all that. But yeah, I just felt it did so much. You know, you'd introduce Knuckles. You know, like I said, I thought the levels were a lot bigger and you know, I thought they were more fun. And sort of the bosses were really impressive, especially in Sonic and Knuckles. And of course, Sonic and Knuckles had the whole lock-on thing, so you could actually play as Knuckles in Sonic 3 and then in Sonic 2 as well. And they just had the most impressive set pieces as well. It was especially. A game. Oh, yeah. And uh, again, I think they had some of my favourite tunes as well. I mean, the final boss theme yeah. is just amazing. And, you know, I think and of course, it, I, in, my, in my opinion, I think it absolutely had the finest soundtrack of that entire era. Um, of any game, actually. <laughs> I think any game you pull up on the Genesis, um, you know, I, I would put that Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles like, at the very top of that list. Quite oh, yeah, it's, de- it's definitely... I think I would definitely put it in my top five. It's, it's definitely a, some fantastic soundtrack. Yeah. 
Like I say, it's, it's just feels. Oh, I really enjoyed the special stages. You've got all the like bonus stages and all that as well. And uh, of course, getting all the super emeralds in um, Sonic and Knuckles. Not only gave you like super knuckles or hyper knuckles, you had hypersonic, you had super tails. Super tails with all the super, yellow fleekies. Well, super tails was a bit rubbish, to be honest. But you know, <laughs> it's, it's nice that he, he was there. You know, that, that was a really good moment. Tails turned into the, the fleeky overlord. Yeah. <laughs> Go and kill that, my that enemies be... now, little birds. But I, we don't want to. Go now. Obey. Yeah, but, Obey. Yeah, the main reason I actually didn't like it like it that much is because they always sort of honed in when you didn't need to, and uh, yeah. it's useless on the sub the, the mid boss on Sandopolis zone because you're not supposed to actually attack it. Yeah, exactly. the <laughs> attack it, so you have to wait until your rings ran out, and you'll just actually beat him. But yeah, like I say. It's just the most complete Sonic game out there, and you know, it's, it always will be my favourite, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so I, I think I'm up. So, uh, you guys you guys have awesome memories. Um, I have to say, my favourite game is Sonic 2, as well. Uh, I think Sonic 3 Knuckles is the best game, but uh, Sonic 2 is my, my favourite, my personal favourite. But the memories I have yeah. of playing... Uh, I, I've played it alone with friends, with family. Awesome, awesome memories, awesome moments. Uh, I think one of my um, both best or favorite and worst moments of Sonic uh, was playing the final boss in Sonic 2 as well. I've told uh, the story lots of times, but I spent hours and hours trying to beat that damn thing. Um, and uh, I, but but it was epic. The way you are yeah, in space, really space, and then that that giant robot just rises. In space, no one can hear you scream. Exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, unfortunately, everyone else in the house. I I was screaming a lot in rage. Unfortunately, everyone in yes, everyone uh, in your house, everyone can hear you scream. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. everyone can hear the TV. Uh, getting smashed with the controller. So um, anyway, so so yeah, I, I it took me a few hours, but I, I beat it. I had I think seven or eight lives left. So I, it was like two a.m. and uh, I did it. And then I tried to do it again a week later or so, and I failed. I failed. But nowadays it's so easy. But it was an epic moment at the at the time. Some of my yep. favorite moments are playing Sonic 2 and the, that particular night when I beat the Death Egg robot for the first time. Um, then I also remember uh, Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 fondly. Sonic mm-hmm. Adventure because it, it marked the return, my return to, to Sega games. I was away for a few years. I mostly missed out on the Saturn era. Uh, all those great Sonic games on the Saturn that you exactly, never played? Exactly, oh, exactly. I missed <laughs> all of them. Out. Yes, mm. I, you know, I missed oh, Sonic Extreme so all. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it, and the, the, the Dreamcast was the first console that I bought with my own money with Sonic Adventure, so oh, that's, cool. that's a very special uh, memory I have of, of Sonic. And Sonic Adventure just blew me away again. First, yeah. really true 3D Sonic game was really awesome uh, and I think it still holds up uh, and while I say that about Sonic Adventure 1 I 
can't say the same about Sonic Adventure 2, to be honest. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think Sonic Adventure is still a good game. Sonic Adventure 2 was one of my favorite games at the time, but nowadays I just can't get around to play it uh, for, for a long time. Um, I, I enjoyed the, the Sonic and Shadow levels, but uh, not as much yeah. as I enjoyed the Sonic levels in Sonic Adventure 1. And then I hate um, the Knuckles and Rouge stages, most of them. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed I like the first ones. I'm weird because I actually think that Sonic Adventure, despite me loving both games, I actually think Sonic Adventure 2 holds up a lot better than the first one. Um, I, think, I think many people think that. I'm yeah. I'm probably too old school or too grumpy or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I remember thinking that the storyline was epic. Oh, this is an amazing story! And nowadays I just look back and think, uh, it's yeah, ridiculous. It's, it's a bit ridiculous. The Sonic series has never been a great storytelling medium, but it sure is fun. <laughs> but I I still enjoy the, the the Sonic Adventure story. That's that's weird. Yeah, yeah. I think I oh, think you know, I'm weird for that because I like Sonic Adventure. The the things that I don't like about Sonic Adventure Two are the ones that I like on Sonic Adventure One. So mm -hmm. I, I think I'm a, I'm a weird person, but I I still think that E102 uh, Gamma had has the best story in the entire series. It's a very yeah. moving, um, yeah, self-sacrificial um, redemption story. True that. True that. Yeah. yeah exactly. About, I, I it's about it's about defending what they stand for. Exactly. Yeah. And once again, it's actually Amy who puts um, E102 or puts Gamma on the uh, right path. So she seems to be awfully good at that. So she mm. actually now that that you uh, mentioned that, I think Amy likes to see people sacrificing themselves. She drives <laughs> oh. people to suicide. That's what I think. You 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 threw that in a, in a dark direction I wasn't expecting Casey just, just think about you. that just think about that you guys mentioned it so you're the you one guys can, yeah. you guys well, can say to us can spark your tantrics this is the wrong room uh, <laughs> no one <laughs> actually, um, feeling no, down call 1-800-AMY uh, Amy Rose and seek help <laughs> if you're feeling down don't call Amy no don't call no, Amy no she's gonna make you no, suicidal like or something to be fair, Gamma did kind of turn back into a bird, and the shadow came back anyway. So you know, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. And the the, the the other half of the moon reappeared. So awesome. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> what is that? I never thought about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh God. So, and now oh, Steven hates Sonic Adventure too. <laughs> or so we. So yeah, uh, apart from that, I, I think um, I think the adventure games were like the, the the point in time where I got a bit, uh, or after those games, I got a bit disappointed with the whole franchise. Up until mm -hmm. then, I, I enjoyed the games a bit more. But I really loved Sonic Colors. Uh, I really enjoyed Sonic Generations, and Sonic Lost World is a fun game for me. So at least not everything is bad. Oh, yeah. certainly not. Um, the music is still good. The music is awesome. Music is amazing. And I yeah. have to say, I was um, talking about the, the Rouge levels and, and Knuckles levels. The Rouge levels have some of the best uh, music in the Sonic Adventure 2 soundtrack. Deceptively cleverly done. They're it's really cool. Awesome. It's 
Awesome. Well, they suit her character very nicely. Chill and jazzy soundtrack. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. So that's awesome. So some amazing memories, some awesome games. But I think we need to talk about our worst memories and the worst games. So <laughs> we'll be doing that when we c come back after uh, we play some, some more tracks. And we're going to go with Steven's picks now. Uh, we're going to go with uh, a track from Sonic 3 and a track from Sonic Runners. That's a surprising pick there. Um, like I said, the music is still good. Exactly, yeah, exactly. It does have some really good tunes in it, actually. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So we'll, we'll be starting with Hydrosity Zone Act 1 from Sonic 3. And then we'll be moving on to Power Ride from Sonic Runners. Right here on the Sega Lounge. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. To be this good takes ages. To be this good takes Sega. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.
Welcome back to the Sega Lounge. We just played some awesome tunes there. We had uh, Hydrocity Zone Act 1 from Sonic 3 and a Power Ride from Sonic Runners as selected by Steven. Steven, want to tell us about these two music picks? Boy, do I. Um, so, okay, so the reason I picked these two is I feel like they're the epitome of their respective eras. Um, I feel like Hydrocity Zone is probably the most... Um, complex, satisfying, and even in in some cases Michael Jackson-esque tracks from um, Sonic 3, which as I said earlier is what definitely has the best um, Sonic soundtrack from that era, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I just, I don't know, it's, it's a super popular one, it's an obvious pick, but I think I, I pay up for that with my next one, which is um, from Sonic Runners, and man... I just fell in love with that soundtrack. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to it. Don't like the game. Played it once. Never really played it again. It's okay. <laughs> um, but the music is just so fun and satisfying and fist-pumping and happy. I just really, really love it. Um, and this is probably my favorite track. So yeah. I wanted to share it with the world. Well, Danny really made an amazing work in that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I, I think, think, think Tony is one of the best people oh, to work on the, the Sonic, uh, Sonic music overall. Definitely. You know, I love Jun Sonori, but you know, Tomoya Utani is a genius. Really I feel like these days, um, I kind of feel like Jun Sonori is... Mm, I feel like his, his heyday was back in the Sonic Adventure era. I just don't haven't been as a fan of the stuff that he and his band have put out recently um but uh i'm sure he'll make a grand return someday i hope so well i think they still keep like this kind of team where otani is overseeing everything related to sonic music and yeah. june delivers this kind of rocky tracks they need to incorporate to the games so i think it still works fine for them yeah june june's yeah. actually a music director i think and uh otani works for june so to speak. No, it's actually it's actually is it the other uh, way around. It's, it's the other way around. Like okay. the tiny is the main, is the guy in charge of the whole sound direction of something. I thought it was the other way. Around. No. Okay. No. Hashtag it's like education. I think Kopka is right in this case, but yeah, okay. Um, I, I'm I'm perfectly happy with that direction because I I I yeah, I really enjoy Otani's tricks. I th- I love the feel of the Sonic soundtracks nowadays. I yeah. love uh, Crush Forty still so. I don't mind having oh, yeah. Crush 40 tracks in a Sonic game, but uh, I'm really I enjoying... would love to see that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm really I think last time we had one was uh, Sonic in the Back 9 was the last time we actually had them in, uh, yeah. in the Sonic game. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they were in Sonic Generations, technically. Yeah. They were remixed, at least. <laughs> that, that was mostly June, so doing yeah. the yeah. remixes. So, so, yeah. I don't think that. That counts as, as a new soundtrack, but... Nah, you're probably right. Yeah. Anyway, so, now that we uh, talked about the music, uh, it's time for our worst memories of Sonic. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, insert uh, maniacal laugh in the, the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> so, or who? potentially just every sound effect from Sonic falling into water or a pit from Sonic Adventure 1. to <laughs> <laughs> do that's actually weirder than the Sonic songs. Uh, <laughs> if you isolate them, they 
That's the thing is, I spent a lot of time in sound tests, um, just cycling through Sonic um, voice clips. And when you start isolating them and playing them repeatedly, they they start to get under your skin. <laughs> That's yeah. how I remember them. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use these sounds as sound effects on my shows from now on. Perfect. So when when there's a, a distress situation, I'm gonna play Steven. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. Okay, so when was you? Want to go first with your worst Sonic memories? Good boy. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, well, I think you've already mentioned you know, Knuckles and Mooge's levels in Sonic Adventure 2. I really hated the, those ones, especially the or each of their last levels, or the space ones. I think it was... Was it Mad Space, the Rouge, or...? I think yes. so. In New yeah. Year Heard. Which is for Knuckles. Yeah. The music for them are really good, but you know, after spending like half an hour trying to find it, what is effectively a needle in a haystack, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing the will to live. Yeah. Uh, uh, an emerald shard in a galaxy. Not <clears throat> easy to find, especially when the levels are too damn big. And especially when the gravity is not... Uh, Super Mario Galaxy levels of quality. No. What, what was wrong uh, with the, with the monitors, with the, the with the letters all mixed up and whatnot? What the hell was that? The hint monitors. Yeah, those things were a bit weird. I don't know. If you wanted, if you wanted to get a, a ranks, you uh, couldn't use the monitors either. So even harder. Yep. Very annoying. I'm all about that, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I must admit, there was a sort of time where I was at school, I got bullied a lot, and eventually they started sort of picking on me for liking Sonic, and you know, they sort of got so bad that in the end I just sort of fell in love, fell out of love with Sonic, and I thought, you know, I just got, thought, you know, I just, it's, I just didn't like it anymore. You know, that was like, I think for a few years. Then, uh, sort of, well, shortly after getting a Dreamcast, I picked up a copy of Sonic Adventure, and I thought, well, all right, let's give it a go. And I, I just fell in love back with the franchise again. So, so yeah, thankfully that didn't last too long. But when it did, that wasn't the best mm, thing that yeah. ever happened. I, you know, I, I think Sonic 06 is a sticking point for many, and yeah, there were a lot of really bad things about that game. Although, again, soundtrack fantastic, so that just about kept me going through that. But one of the best, I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I think that was yeah. actually one of the best ones. But uh, basically, the end of a world. Oh my god, the amount of times I had to repeat doing that level because I think it was particular Silver's part on that, but I just kept dying repeatedly. I just. Honestly, for that whole time, I just thought, who thought this whole black hole thing that sucks you in if you don't hit the switches, don't hit the switches, is a good idea? That's, Why that's the problem. Me? No one thought about it. They just did exactly. something. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums up Sonic 06 as a whole. But I didn't <laughs> think they just did it. Under so, way too much pressure to make something they didn't have the blueprints for, it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. I will one day complete Sonic 06. <laughs> I'm almost yeah, you don't there. Have to. It's really okay. <laughs> From time to time, I, I pick it up again and then I think, why am I doing fair, this to myself? 
and then just be fair. There were a few times I actually did enjoy Sonic 06. You know, I got, you know, I did actually. You know, some parts that I thought were actually quite good, but again, it's just a whole. Anything's it's worse. It's just horrible. <laughs> you know, and just think, you know, yeah, if they had hadn't rushed it like they did, it could have been a lot better, I think. If you mm. could sum up uh, Sonic 06 in two words, what would they be? I know mine. Try harder. <laughs> nope. Well said. Now loading. Oh yes, that's the other. Well, yeah, that was really both were really bad. Uh, as for my worst Sonic game, I'd actually have to say Sonic Labyrinth on the Game Gear. Not one yes, I actually played. Yes. Oh, that one out. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I actually didn't mind it that much when I doing normal levels. But once I got to the bosses, I just couldn't damage them. I mean, I, I tried rolling into them, but if, no matter what I did, I just always got hit. And I thought, what? Okay, that is just bullshit. Yo, I cannot <laughs> see. How, how am I supposed to do this? And yeah, so I, I, I couldn't even get off the first boss of that. And I thought, okay, yeah, I mean, there's hard, and then there's just retarded. <laughs> it's just really bad. Sonic yeah. Labyrinth was a, was a game that seemingly was designed um, to intentionally capitalize on the opposite of what made Sonic games fun. Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. I don't know what it was. Let's do a Sonic game without all the things that people love about Sonic. That's yes. a great Presumably idea. Remove them all and see what is left. That's a dry a and broken idea. husk. I think I think it was a, a strategy to make people really love Sonic more. So yeah, see so. if we Obviously. take all, uh, away all the things you love, this is what you get. So go play Sonic 3 and, and Knuckles and everything. Don't complain. Well, Sonic is about Sonic is about going against the establishment. So let's make Sonic go against himself now. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically resonant once again. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the oh, end of our show for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, who's next? Let's go with, with Kaki uh, now. Okay. Then, well, mine was about a period of transition when Sega decided like to abandon old consoles. And, <laughs> you know, the, the whole feeling of watching an advertisement, an advertisement, with a Sonic Adventure 2 battle with the GameCube logo in it. <laughs> a part of me died, that thing. Like, reading through that game pro and then first watching a Virtua Fighter advertising with the PlayStation logo, I was like hurt. Like, continuing reading that game pro and then watch that big double spread with Sonic Adventure battle and the big Nintendo logo in it and Sega at the side of it. A part of me died that day. It was like too much for me to handle. It was like I remember the day the news came out. I, I, I was in college, and then I just arrived to the to the classroom, and everybody was like, <laughs> "I was like, holy shit! Shut up, all of you! I don't want to talk about this." I, I, and, I can, I, I like, can imagine Kopke in his room with the magazine, and then he fell on his knees and. <laughs> It was kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like that. And, yeah, and actually... That, that was a hard day for all us Sega fans, I must admit. Yeah, it was. Not no, seeing that coming. Actually, that game pro was like, like, of the city. But, you know, the bad news didn't 
ended with that sonic spread. As I continued, it was like this, that same tune wasn't going to arrive for the West. Oh yeah, Shenmue 2. From that team. It, it, it was released in Europe, though. Mm. Just not in the US, I think. No, at least you got the Xbox version, eh? Yeah, you had the Eventually. Xbox version. Yeah. <laughs> and on top of everything, Sonic and Tails weren't in Super Smash Bros. Melee after Yeah, but not for, for awesome. <laughs> he, was like the, he was like the cherry of the, of the rotten pie, you know? It was, it was really <laughs> awful. That was really, a really, really bad moment. Uh, you know, going to school and everybody was like, Hey, do you know that Sega's dead now? And it was like, Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't very eager to video games so that year. That entire year. Yeah. Um, and, and that was like my worst uh, Sonic moment. And the other one uh, was... Yes. Ah, yeah, it was when, when Sonic Boom was out. Like, you know, all, all, all the... All the bad grades were coming out, and, and I was like starting to uh, being a journalist for a major site, and everybody was like, um, "Like, oh man, how how can you defend that?" And it was like, "Yeah, I have no excuse. I didn't say anything." <laughs> else. Like, those, those were like, and I was like, "No, I cannot defend that." Like, you know, it, it did it on its own. Like, I can, I have no words to, to answer to you. I was like. Saying stuff like that to my uh, colleagues and stuff like that. Those were my two really Sonic moments. Like having to, you know, yeah, those are rough. To, to, to plant a face in front of others with that in the background. You know, Sonic Boom uh, still stands <laughs> the only Sonic game that I've never played. I've not played it either, actually. I've played I the play 3DS version. I played the game, the Wii U version, and it. It has like certain ideas, but it feels like a game that was so rushed and incomplete. Like, you know, it, 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 it was like, hey, let's, you know, deliver this thing into the date we have to, and they, and be, behind that rush, they have to deliver a lot of incomplete stuff, and, you know, it, it feels like so badly done, but has like certain intentions that were in the Actually, it's basically it's basically it a um, yeah, license game, really. Mm-hmm. To me, it's based mm-hmm. on the cartoon, so it is a licensed game. So yeah. yeah, maybe it wasn't so surprising it turned out as bad as it did. Well, Actually, again, as, as a quick aside, I I think um, I'm I'm um, I don't know. I wouldn't say excited because I don't want to get my hopes up. But I I think uh, Fire and Ice, the, the the sequel to the 3DS game, will probably be a decent game I think because we we talked to to Matt from Sanzaro games last year on the Sega launch and uh, he's a great guy and he's he told us that uh, because of time and budget constraints they weren't able to implement everything they wanted with the first 3ds game and so now that they had the time and probably the budget to do it with this sequel I'm hopeful for something good this time. Not yeah, well, too hopeful, but delayed. Hopeful. Well, I have had a bit more time to think of it because it got delayed. So, yeah, you know. yeah. Hope. Yeah. It, it wasn't that bad. The, the 3DS one wasn't that bad. Yeah. Haven't played right. the Wii U one. Don't really want to play it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, the 3DS was was yeah. acceptable. But no, sadly, for that title, for that kind of title, is 
it, it is delivering in a period where there is not like that much trust in the something game franchise. So yeah. it has a lot to you know to go against. I I hope it does well, but there's uh, you know as a company we need uh, Sonic to be in good shape. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, but, but again, I th I don't think this is a game for uh, for us all time old school fans yeah, of Sonic. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's it's yeah, for it's, the fans it's, of the cartoon for, for the kids. So I no. I don't really mind having a, a just decent Sonic Boom game. If they have mm -hmm. if they spend good time and um, improve on the quality of a regular a mainline Sonic game. I no, think just we're, we're getting guy. into the, the final topic here though. So uh, I'm just going to cut this short and jump into Steven's worst memories. Oh, I, was I forgot Kopke's worst, Kupke's worst least favorite game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah least, least favorite games. My least favorite game? Uh, well, that's definitely uh, Sonic Shuffle. Yeah, oh, I've locked that out of my memory. No. And then the thing is, like, uh, I was like, okay, this this uh, cell shading Sonic intro looks cool, so I'm gonna buy it. And I went to my house and uh, played like the first um, 15 minutes, and was like, okay, this doesn't look good. Then 20 minutes after, it's like, uh, this game is so repetitive. And then like <laughs> 45 minutes was like, it isn't getting better, and it's not gonna get better. So. Mm -hmm. I still have that game in my in my bin as a reminder of I should never uh, cross the hype and really judge things until they are out there and see for myself entirely before buying something. Okay. Good point. Good point. Good point. Yes. That is what Sonic Shuffle is for me, and I think that's uh, my lowest point because. Uh, Sonic 06 wasn't that bad here. Like people say, okay, this game is a little bit rotten, but still has some fun. And there were like, when you know, when I played the, that game with some friends, they were like, okay, this game is awkward. Awkward. And we were like, yeah, end of the conversation. But we we kept playing. <laughs> As Actually, for Sonic Boom, I, like, I think that's 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 a good point. Sonic 06 should be played with friends, so everyone mm -hmm. can make fun of how. As you said, awkward that game is. Yeah, it's a it's and a good a good Sonic group Boom, activity. And Sonic Boom, I already said the, the bad moment made me go through. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, so Steven, you're up. Let me tell you a story. Oh boy. A story. <laughs> of a teenager and his brother who were very, very excited about life and video game. Tell One video more, game in particular. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to it. <laughs> oh, let me finish my story. <clears throat> Sorry, Are Grandpa. you telling the story or am I? <laughs> But there was one game in particular that we were super, super excited for. In fact, we had never been more excited about a game in our young lives. And so we watched and waited, blocked out every gameplay video, almost every trailer, watching one or two repeatedly over and over again, constantly having that that uh 
that uh, tension between checking the forums for the newest information and not checking anything anywhere because he wanted to be completely surprised. <laughs> we wanted this to be the best game ever and we're convinced it would be. And finally, the day arrived. I called GameStop like 10 times and finally the lady on the phone, which is like, yes, yes, we, we have it in. Come get it. Stop calling us. And so I rushed to the GameStop, rushed home with our new mint copy of Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 for the Xbox 360. <laughs> Real you is going to come to this. Cut to black. <laughs> with the words now loading. <laughs> and it was about 30 minutes later, the console was off. We were sitting with vacant, empty eyes on the couch. How I had it come to this crushing disappointment. And honestly, that broke us from being absurdly hyped about a game ever again. Like, we would get excited after that, but never did we hang our hats on one game like that. Um, it, it truly... I think that was the day we both became adults. And here we are, t- <laughs> ten years later. <laughs> and guys, the Sonic Boom Fire and Ice, it's going to be the best game ever. We just got to all line up and pre-order it, so we'll make another one. But no, Sonic 06... <laughs> It isn't the worst Sonic game. It almost is the worst Sonic game. But what makes it my least favorite is simply the fact that, you know, I had such high hopes for it. Foolishly high hopes. Uh, we did complete it. We beat it. Because, I don't know. Because eventually we just had denial and said, whatever, let's get what we can out of this. But, you know, I, I my worst that kind of memory. commitment. Because I, I just mm. couldn't do it myself. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't blame you. It was rough. <laughs> It had a few bright patches here and there, but no, 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 it's not a well put together game at all. Yeah, and that's a shame. It had, yeah, it was had lots of potential. Yeah. Um, though I guess actually, if I'm being fair, that isn't my least favorite Sonic game. Um, or maybe it is. It's my least favorite Sonic game. However, I think Shadow of the Hedgehog is my least favorite <laughs> game from this. <laughs> a game that is as miserable to play as it is to even think about. It's quite terrible. <laughs> it makes me unhappy. Okay. So, yeah. I, I think several people agree with you. Um, yeah. I As for my, my uh, least favorite memories, um, I don't know. I think... I have to agree with Copcake when I found out that uh, Sonic would be releasing on the GameCube later on the PS2 and Xbox. Uh, mm-hmm. A part of me died on that day uh, a bit. I think I think I was a bit disappointed to see Sega uh, leave the console business. I um, looking back, I think it was a wise decision. But uh, but I, I, as a big big Sega fan from an early age I I was a bit disappointed I had a, a, um, a friend at school that uh, supported the PS2 and uh, when I bought my Dreamcast he made fun of me because oh that console won't last a year or something and he was a bit right Spookily. I I don't know if it was a year or a, a year and a half Accurate. but he was right from, from the time I bought it to when they decided to discontinue mm-hmm. the production of the Dreamcast he was right so uh, yeah that was sad that was sad but that, that's not exactly Sonic uh, centric so my my worst Sonic memory uh, would have to be um, you know getting Sonic 06 and then <laughs> finding out it was awful yep and then yep. getting Sonic Unleashed 
uh, and finding out it wasn't that great either. And yeah. Yeah. I so actually thought that game started off quite nicely, but I liked that game decently. It was it was it had some really good parts and some really bad parts, but my expectations had been so knocked down from Sonic 06, <laughs> I didn't have any hopes for it. Yeah, I think it was a um, you know Sonic the Hedgehog uh, actually Shadow the Hedgehog Sonic 06 so Sonic Unleashed. I was a bit um, I don't know stressed out with Sonic at the time because I I, I just wanted a, a fun Sonic game to play, and Sega came out with these weird concepts and uh, badly polished games that I, and I I don't know what happened at that time. But then Sonic Colors came out and I was a bit more satisfied. Have to say, I <coughs> oh, quite yeah, enjoy Sonic so. Colors. Don't play the DS version though; that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Dims. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as as for my least favorite game, I I'm gonna go with Sonic Labyrinth. Yeah, you know, it, it is answer. it is the worst Sonic game ever. Even Sonic 06 is a, is a precious gem when compared to Sonic yeah. Labyrinth. But uh, but I I think Sonic 06 is a close second. Just because, you know, I, I just wanted to have fun and not... So much potential. And not hashtag now loading. So, <laughs> it was kind of nuts. sort of under the table Sonic Adventure 3 in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it certainly got people. And, and so was Sonic Unleashed in a way. But, uh, yeah. But uh, it, it, neither of them... I think worked. Unleashed did do the adventure parts better than 06 did. Oh, certainly. Yeah. I, I was playing uh, 06 like a month ago or something. I picked it up, put it in my, my PS3, and then I five minutes later I was screaming and shouting and asking why, God, why. So I will eventually complete Sonic 06. I promised this to my listeners. Okay. Uh, so, so I will eventually speed. do that, but uh, <laughs> I don't know when. I will eventually sit down and play the rest of the game. But it's it's a chore. It's a chore. So yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's 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 uh, my least favorite, um, my least favorite memories and my least favorite games. So I think we'll just play a couple of tracks again. This time, Copkiss tracks because I'm a gentleman. I'll leave my tracks <laughs> for last. And um, we'll play an interesting choice here. We'll play Labyrinth Zone from Sonic 1. Uh, and this makes two uh, water tr uh, tracks that we'll, we'll play in this show. Labyrinth and Hydrocity, so two water levels. And then we'll have from Sonic Adventure 2, White Jungle, which is a track that I don't like very much. I have I to like say. That one. But I know there's uh, uh, someone listening that enjoys this very much. And that's um, that's uh, Ravsik. Ravsik enjoys White Channel. Uh, so we'll, we'll just play that and we'll be right back with more um, talk about Sonic the Hedgehog to celebrate his 50th, 50th not 50th, uh, 25th. <laughs> Anniversary. I'm I'm old, but not that old yet. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega.
You're listening to the Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. We just played Rhythm and Balance from Sonic Adventure 2, the track that plays uh, in uh, White Jungle, the Shadow Level, as requested by Kopke, and the first track was Labyrinth Zone from Sonic 1. Kopke, want to talk about these two tracks and why you picked them? Yeah, sure. Uh, first, uh, Sonic, the first Sonic game on the Genesis was for me like a movie soundtrack. It always felt like all this uh, music was kind of a big part of a epic story of adventure so the part of labyrinth zone was really like something off from the rest of the game because it was really happy so it was a really happy melody for a level that was kind of claustrophobic and kind of like um really stressful in the you have to survive up the water so that's what i chose it because it was like that's it's a really happy song that's a really happy melody and really stuck into my head but it, it really felt off by uh, being a part of, I'm gonna die here, so it, it is like a happy yeah. way of dying. It was like, that's why I remember it so much. I, I also like the Starlight Zone. I, I love more Starlight Zone from that uh, game. But uh, I chose Labyrinth Zone because that was like the, the funny part of that game. Yeah, Starlight and Zone is amazing. And for White Jungle, it was like something it is also something that is really off the rest of uh, what we expect from a side game. It was like drum and bass, 
in a really high-speed uh, tempo, I think. And uh, I think it, it was like um, really amazing to see that on a, on a photo that was that had this kind of rain and really stuck into my head because of that. Awesome. So those were the tracks we just played. Uh, this is the, the final part of our show, so we'll just be discussing uh, briefly some some extra topics. And the first one was suggested by Steven, um, and it was our favorite Sonic characters. So, mm -hmm. Steven, since you suggest this, why don't you go first? Well, I'm just going to, first of all, rule Sonic the Hedgehog himself out um, as my no! favorite character. It's I was kind of hard Sonic. for him to not be, so I'm just going to put him up on a little pedestal all by himself. So, but next um, is probably Knuckles, and I have a probably uh, a well-reasoned argument for that. And I would say it's because... He's hard as nails, and it ain't hard to tell he breaks them down whether they're solid or frail. Unlike the rest, he's independent. It's his first breast, first test, feel the right, then the worst left. Well done. <laughs> I think those are pretty good reasons to like Knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it a lot. Interesting. And you just came up with that on the spot, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. I'm a Knuckles lyricist. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> you should like <laughs> He really might be one of my favorite characters because he's like, okay, first of all, he can fly with his head. <laughs> At least I think that's what lets him fly is the spikes on his head, which, you know, either that or his fancy gloves. Um, but I like him because, you know, back in the old Sonic Adventure days, he was really cool, right? Like, you expect him to be this kind of hot-headed, tough guy, but he had this really relaxed voice. He wanted to sit up on, a, on an island <laughs> yeah. all alone. <laughs> and that's pretty cool. <laughs> He well, wasn't well, that right, though. He's a little bit hot-headed, because, I mean, he does sort of mistake Sonic for... Oh, yeah. ...for uh, stealing the emeralds in there. Uh, I just, I feel like maybe it was a, a mistake with the casting. Maybe it was actually a lack of talent. But the really, like, neutral way that the uh, voice actor played that character really made me, um, I don't know, attached to him in a, in a way I didn't expect. So I think he really might be my, you know, second favorite character. Awesome. What about you, Koki? Uh, my favorite character, besides Sonic, because you know, I divide these titles because of the network, uh, it's definitely Plicky, Plicky, Poki, and Peck. You know, without these uh, cute little animals, there is no reason for the whole series to exist. Because True. If these guys, if these guys really? weren't captured by Doctor Robotnik and made into robots, Sonic wouldn't even keep up a fight against his, his humanity and technology. So. I think these guys really deserve a spot in their hearts. Like, Flicky, Flicky, and Bucky. When you look at the horizon, think about these guys. <laughs> I'm surrounded by poets tonight. Tell <laughs> 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 We're with you. What about you? <laughs> uh, well, I have to admit, I think... Some you, 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 you know, you understand you need to speak in verse, right? <laughs> yeah. I that I've probably been here one. for hours trying to think of... Like, <laughs> So I'm just going to say I'm not much of a poet, and I do very much know it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think pretty much between um, Knuckles and Shadow, because I feel they have—they're both the more sort of complex characters. They have more sort of backstory to them. I mean, Sonic, yeah, you know, we all know he's a great character, but he—he he just exists. You know, he just does what he does. There's, there's not really much to him. He's 
he's the fastest hedgehog in the world. That's about as complex as he gets. But you know, Shadow and Knuckles, they both have the, you know, Knuckles has his sort of history that he doesn't know about. You know, why he's a guardian of a master emerald. Of course, there's his uh, the way he's sort of initially sort of like an obstacle to Sonic because of you know Robotnik tricks him into thinking Sonic and Tails are after the emeralds and. Yeah, and just how it builds up from there, and uh, yeah, then sort of in Sonic Adventure we learn a bit more about his past, or at least more about past of his people. You know, why he is who he is, and you know, that kind of made him interesting. And it's a similar thing with Shadow. You know, he starts off as a bad guy in you know, Sonic Adventure 2, but he does sort of progress. You know, he sort of realize, he sort of becomes more of a good guy. And uh, like even in even in his own game, I mean, I know it's it's not. It's, it's, it's a bit bad, but you know we still learn a bit more about him. You know who he's, who he is, why he, you know, why he's, you know, generally the way he is. You know, mm-hmm. and I just sort of like characters who have sort of like a good backstory to them. Well, not maybe like a good backstory, but you know at least characters who are more, more than just existing. You know, like Sonic. Even in simple games like Sonic the Hedgehog game, it's quite fun to scatter little bits of um, either like bits Lord. of backstory or even just little personality quirks that you learn about characters like this. They don't yeah. have to be, you know, Bioware level. Although, ironically, they technically were that one time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but That's, uh... nevertheless, I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, I also do guys. like I do like Eggman a lot as well, especially... Oh man, Mike Pollock days. You know, you're yeah. right. What's wrong? With you? That's actually my favorite character. <laughs> now I want to change yeah. my answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because Mike voices a character really well, and um, so like even so in the more serious or you know, the more comical versions of Eggman, you know, he just he does a job really well. I think so. Yeah. I think it's thanks no small part to him that you know, I really yeah. grow to like Eggman a lot more over Never- the years. Oh. Someone's calling us, apparently. Um, don't forget this. I'll be back with a new robot who has super laser eyes and he'll feed me ham! Evil ham. Yeah, don't forget Perfect. that. Don't forget that. So yeah, that's that, those are awesome picks. Uh, I, I thought everyone w- w- was going to go with Tails. Uh, <laughs> I think that's my, my favorite non-Sonic Sonic character. Uh, oh, cool. Just because I don't know, he's a role model for for young people. He just wants to fly yeah. so high that he can reach the highest of all of the heavens. So you know, <laughs> uh, I think we are just <laughs> dropping the beats. <laughs> <laughs> I think he embodies the, the the hopes and dreams of all young people at one point. Uh, sure. Who doesn't want to fly and reach the highest of all the heavens? Lucy just wants to float about at the speed of sound. Those are places to go and need to follow that rainbow. Yes. Oh, yeah, I actually did it. <laughs> nice, nice work. And Tails has the best Game Gear game. Uh, did he? Totally. Tails Adventure. Okay. That was super fun. What about Tails Sky That's Patrol? Cool, right? I love Tails Sky Patrol. No, no, you don't. No I one loves Tails. I do! No! I, I will not back down on this. I haven't played Why? it in 10 years, but I bet it's still awesome. Oh, God. That's that's like Sonic Labyrinth levels of bad. <laughs> oh, well, maybe maybe not that bad, but <laughs> so yeah, I, I I will go with Tails, mostly because of you know um, nostalgia reasons. 
I, I remember Tales. playing as Tails when Sonic 2 came out, and just seeing Tails on the screen alongside Sonic just yeah. blew my mind. It was amazing. Awesome, awesome. So, Tails Plus, all I'd the way. Plus, I'd also say he's not like the annoying kid who follows Sonic around and just, you know, gets in the way. He does really help Sonic out, even in the early days of Sonic 2. Yeah. Especially in the special zones. Special stages. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Not that. Not that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah those I mean, are, those are awesome, awesome picks for, for favorite characters. Um, one more question. Favorite handheld game? Ooh, I'd have to say I'm not actually a big fan of the handheld games. I don't think they really gelled with me, but I did enjoy Sonic Adventure, Sonic Rush Adventure. Ooh, I wasn't yeah. a big fan of the first one, but I actually kind of like the second one a lot more. No, it's still not, not my a popular one, opinion. I, I would say. Yeah. Maybe not. No, but um, yeah, I did. Uh, I did quite like it. Yeah. Well, if I'm allowed to like sk- tail Sky Patrol, then you can like whatever handheld game. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I, I would think uh, Stephen likes Tails Adventure. You'd think so, but <laughs> I actually think the original Sonic Rush is my favorite. Okay, I would say for the music, Sonic Rush and Sonic Rush, especially Sonic Rush, because you know Hideki Nakanuma. But uh, oh yes. For the music, definitely those games, but I will have to go with Sonic Advance 1 and 2. I didn't like Sonic Advance 3 that much. I yeah. I, I understand the mechanic, the Sonic Heroes-like mechanic, but I didn't enjoy it slow. that much. Yeah, I, I, I liked Sonic Advance 1 and 2. They were the more, more traditional Sonic games. Yeah. What about you, Koke? I would go with the Sonic Advance series and also with the Sonic Rush series. And picture me with chuckling my teeth because the Advance series happened with the, when the Sega X Nintendo transition happened. Yeah. So I I did like them, but I I, I was making a face of displeasure as I played them just uh, in the front of people. It, but in inside of me, I was like, yeah. You, you picked the game and then stabbed yourself in the heart. Well, yeah, not yeah, the heart, yeah, that's what I mean. the hand or something. Yeah. Metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can fix it. <laughs> awesome. Well, final final question for you guys. Hopes for the future of the Sonic franchise, if any. <laughs> and who, whoever wants to go first can go first. Okay, then I'll go first. Uh, I think uh, it's up to the fans, like... If they keep buying whatever they give at them, I think it will keep uh, the parts of Sonic that out. But um, I think we, we still have Sonic you know, for many years to come. Especially because people like him. It's, it's like him as a character. I don't <laughs> is think is that a threat, Koki? <laughs> no, no, no. You'll still have Sonic for many years to come. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, I think it's pretty safe. It, 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 it is pretty safe, you know. The first kids that still like Sonic, there are adults that still buy Sonic stuff, mm-hmm. and even if they they rant about it, they still love Sonic. And but the other thing is like we don't know what kind of changes the future might come because yeah. Sonic is about that, like constantly changing and like challenging the former status, even if it, it is for bad or for good. But that's what the headshot is about. So I, I don't think I don't think he should like betray that kind of nature. Is one of the statements he followed. Again, I'm yeah. surrounded by poets. What about you, Steve? 
Well, um, first of all, I totally agree with all of what was just said, but I would also add that I'm hoping that whatever Sega decides to do in the future with, um, and maybe we might find out sooner than later with some of their announcements coming up with the anniversary, but I'm hoping that they don't continue to harp on the past. I hope they don't try to finish Sonic the Hedgehog 4, and I hope they don't try to make, you know, sort of a 2D Genesis-style game. I don't think it's possible to recapture that time and place because it was very specific. What I really hope that yeah. they do is they embrace the parts of the series that make it, uh, have made it so successful and fun, but really incorporate whatever is in the modern world. Like, for example, back in the day, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 was so cool because it sounded like Michael Jackson music, and it was using, continuing to use the blast processor and kind of, you know, using the technology that Genesis had to make it really rad. So, I mean, throw dubstep into Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I was like, going to say that as a joke. <laughs> no, I'm one, I have held this position for quite a while. I think that totally the Sonic game should use modern popular music. Like, take that fun, sometimes cheesy in a good way, um, like modern sensibilities that the, the series has always had, and I think they should maybe... I'd like to see them build on what they had going with Sonic Colors and Generations and use that as a core, because it was really working well, and then try experiments on the side, you know, so, because the series has always liked to try new things. So step in like one direction, idea. right? If, if that's what needs to happen, then I say let it happen. <laughs> okay. What about you, Wilwina, with you? I don't really think there's much I could really add to that. Um, and like, no, we, sorry, just, I mean... we just finished with One Direction should be in Sonic. There's nothing you can say better than that. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really add anything to that, can I? Well, no, but like I say, I, I know the series has been very hit and miss. I mean... Because I wasn't, I'm one of the, among the people who wasn't a big fan of Lost World, but I did love yeah, Colors and Generations. You know, I so you know, I think you know maybe they again. I think as they as everyone else has said, you know, just try and focus what what makes it popular. And you know, I think mm -hmm. Stephen's right. I don't. It is pretty true that there's not much chance of us actually ever getting a proper like like the Mega Drive style Sonic game. So you know, just con just try and focus on what worked, and you know, just stick with that. Keep experiments on the side, as was said. And well, I personally, I, in terms of a cartoon, I actually wouldn't mind like Sonic Boom cartoon going because I, I do actually like the cartoon. I it like it quite, a lot. It's yeah, really it's funny. funny. I, I do think it is quite funny, but yeah, it's funny. you know, sort of keep the Sonic Boom universe of a cartoon. You know, just you know, just keep the experiments on the side and just. The main series is focus on what made the original so popular. Again, don't try and linger on the past and just, you know, just go, just do what comes naturally. You know, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, makes I sense. agree. Yeah, all of your argument, arguments make sense. I, I would say just keep on doing what we you, you've been doing with Sonic Colors Generations and Lost World. I actually enjoyed Lost World. I would say. Try and take the best elements of all those three games and push forward because I think you're in the right path. It's obvious you won't be able to um, please everyone in this fan base, uh, so just, just especially try. This fan base. Yeah, especially oh, yeah. This, this fan base. <laughs> especially after you you tell them that you're not gonna be announcing a new game at E3, and then they rant about. You're not announcing a new game at E3 after you told them you are not announcing a new game at E3. 
uh, rent over. <laughs> Being Eskimo Donnies. Have we, have we hit a sore point? <laughs> yeah, I you know it's it's a Sonic fan base, but what can we do? But it, it's actually uh, quite nice that we have such a passionate fan base to to push the, the character forward in the series forward. So I'm I'm hopeful that we'll we'll get a, a great game this year, apart from Sonic Boom Fire and Ice, which will probably be decent enough. Uh, but uh, if not, it's but not that big also, of a deal. I, I just want to point something else. Yeah. Like, and if we don't, and if we only get an announcement of something coming on, please be patient because yeah, the company cool. has going to a really hard time. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. I was going to say we, we just complained about several games that were rushed, like Sonic 06. Right. Yeah, like, like you know, I was about to say, the last thing we do need is yeah. another Sonic 06. You know, exactly. if it means if. if in terms of 25th anniversary means it means I have to avoid the 25th anniversary then so be it you know just so long as the game ends up being good that's all we ask exactly that's all and keep on doing great music because we love the music I was about to say. Yeah. that's the really important thing <laughs> exactly I think, I, like I think that's a I think that's a part we shouldn't be concerned about <laughs> like yeah it is a part <laughs> yeah, the franchise is in good hands when it comes to music so, so yeah thank you Danny Awesome. So I think this this wraps up our episode of Memories of Sonic the Hedgehog on the Sega Lounge. So thank you guys so much for joining me uh, for for this special edition of TSL. Um, uh, Steven, you're our special guest tonight. So if people want to uh, take a listen to the stuff you're you're doing, where can they find you? Uh, well, like I said before, uh, Brian and I, Brian is my brother, we co-run the Overclocked Remix podcast, which is called the Overclocked Podcast, because we're just that creative. Um, <laughs> but if you want to learn more about that, you can go to ocremix.org, um, or you can follow us on Twitter for the podcast specifically, we're OCR Podcast over there. Um, that's pretty much the basics, you'll find everything there. Yeah, and if you enjoy music and remixes, you should take a listen, go take a listen to the OC. OC- OCR podcast? OC podcast? Yeah. OC we podcast. call it the Overclock yeah, podcast. So it's, so it's OC yeah, whatever podcast. you want to call it. Yes. Okay. I'm confused now. But yeah, you just it's go confusing. and listen. It's, it's a great one. Um, Kopke, how can people find you? At Twitter, at K-O-P-K-E. And awesome. I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> awesome. So thank you for joining us as well. And a winning with you. We'll have news on some of the stuff you're working on soon but uh, you also have a Memories of Sega segment or a feature on Radio Sega as well so people can yeah uh, I've, I have been on hiatus with that lately but uh, you know I am thinking about sort of bringing it back and sort of doing some new things with it uh, if I do when I do bring it back it is going to be a second season I am calling it um, Memories of Sega Round 2 cool stuff. so uh Yes, um, and if you can, and uh, I am on Twitter at uh, a winner with you. So uh, if you want to follow me, you can do that there. Awesome, and you know, you know me. I'm Casey. I'm always here on Radio Sega. So just keep listening to us. We'll, we're going to end with uh, the tracks that I picked for for tonight's show, and we're going to go with Aquatic Ruin Zone from Sonic Two because Sonic Two and another water level. Because <laughs> I like I like the, the 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 water levels in, in Sonic games, and another water level <laughs> for the modern track, <laughs> Aquarium Park Act One, because it's one of my ah. favorite Sonic tracks of all time. I have to say, I knew it is Sonic good. Colors. 
awesome game. So, uh, you know, I, I can't really say anything else. It's it's entirely entirely justified by my my picks as my favorite games. So thank you for joining us, joining me and all of us on this special episode of the Sega Lounge celebrating the 25th anniversary of Sonic the Hedgehog. Don't forget to go to radiose.ga forward slash shows for our full lineup of live shows and we do have lots of new shows so be sure to check that out and tune in to Radio Sega because we play the best Sega music 24-7. Enjoy the music. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. different guest sega music news and whatever else we can think of the sega lounge only on radio sega
Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.